Welcome to the Empowerment Radio Show, the show that empowers, inspires, and motivates. Hear from experts in all areas of business as they share proven techniques that have helped them earn millions and have more free time. Learn the tricks of the trade, including how to market your business and develop the million-dollar mindset needed to succeed. Be sure to register for more information at torontowomensexpo.com. Use hashtag EWTS, which is short for Empowering Women to Succeed. Now, let's welcome the host of the Empowerment Radio Show, Randy Goodman. Good morning, everyone. Hi, Randy. Thank you for being with us here today. Hi, our pleasure. Good morning. And good morning, audience, whoever's online with us watching. We're excited to be here with you. And I have a couple of incredible authors online with us today. Claudia Harvey, who will come live soon. Yeah, there she is. Hi. <laughs> Maria Bivlacqua. Hi. These two ladies, let me tell you, are phenomenal. They are so phenomenal. They are ready to share with you some of the challenges that they've faced and what has helped them through. Now, what we're doing is showcasing some empowering women to succeed author. We had 16 authors in the book, 15 women and one man. One brave soul, <laughs> and they're just pouring their hearts out to help you. They want to help you. You may resonate with some of the stories and find them familiar to yours. Others you may not, but in every single one, there's still some tools that can help you, guide you through your own challenges and where you can go. And, of course, you're always welcome contact our authors directly as well if it resonated with any of them. I've got some incredible ones on with us here today and want them to share with you a little bit about their story. So each of them will speak for a few minutes and they will tell you a little bit about their story and the challenges they faced and how they got started. I also want to mention that we have an event on September 23rd in Vaughan at the Paradise Banquet Hall for a full day. It starts at 9 o'clock in the morning, and yes, it's going to go till late at night. But during the day, we're going to have some of our authors there. You can actually meet them live. You can get their books, have them sign it for you, and actually get to meet them and talk to them in person. So I welcome you to do that. Let me introduce Claudia Harvey. Claudia, I won't tell her story because I'll let her tell her story, but she's absolutely phenomenal. I've known, known her for a few years now. She is an incredible woman, very supportive, loves to help people, very genuine, and she really, truly wants to help you. And she has such a vast array of expertise that she can help you with anything to do with your business. Now I'm going to let Claudia get into it. <laughs> Thanks, Randy. I appreciate it. Well, first of all, thank you very much for the opportunity of speaking with everyone here and uh, the opportunity of talking about the book, the incredible book, 16 Amazing Authors. And it's, um, it's, it's, again, it's a wonderful experience. I think each of the readers will resonate with the story within the book, if not numerous stories within the book. Um, to tell you a little bit about myself and why I wrote the book, or why I wrote the chapter in the book, um, I came from a very strong corporate background, and after 20 years of being in the corporate arena in senior 
positions in sales and marketing, etc., and traveling all the time, but having a small family at home, I decided to leave the Golden Handcuffs behind and just, I stopped work. I stopped. I, I decided that it was just not balancing for me and my lifestyle and my children. So I um, was home for about three months trying to regroup, re-energize, figure out the next stage in life. And the next stage in life was to become an entrepreneur. And the impetus to become an entrepreneur was probably something that had been in me for years. Uh, I grew up with entrepreneurial family. My parents owned businesses. And so I was, it had been instilled in me as um, a young child. And then the timing was right and my network was right to start my own business with my business partner and we created a company called Dig It. So can you dig it? And Dig It is a, our flagship product is a manicure protective gardening glove for ladies that protects nail tips and there's nothing like it in the marketplace. So we are now across Canada, United States and heading into Australia this fall. The company started in 2009. It's grown substantially. We were on Dragon's Den in 2009 when we were at the infancy of our business as Fuck a Deal with Kevin O'Leary. So that helps significantly with our business to catapult us to an international level. But the story is not really about Dig It. It's about the metamorphosis of how I changed over time and accepted that all the struggles and all the goals that I had to become a corporate person, thinking that that would make me happy, and for years and years and years struggling to get to the epitome of what I thought was a great career, I get there and I'm not happy. So I'm sure a lot of people resonate with that. It's like you struggle to get somewhere and do something, but then that little voice inside you says, I'm not happy. You have to listen to that little voice, and then you have to trust yourself, your experiences, your network, your friends, your family, and take the next stage in your life and take the leap to make yourself happy because I, I was not happy. And it wasn't just, a, you know, I wake up in the morning, I don't want to go to work today, unhappiness. It's a deep felt, I don't want to do this in my life, and I only live one life. So I want to do something that makes me happy. And becoming an entrepreneur made me happy. And then I'm also um, a speaker. So I speak internationally about the, the challenges of being a woman in a man's world, making these decisions, trying to balance it all. And of course, we can't balance it all. So I'm now an international speaker as well and uh, love that aspect of my life as well. My kids have now grown up enough that I can now travel again to places I want to go to, not where my corporate place tells me to go to. So that's a little bit about the, the book and I think the readers can resonate. Any woman that's been in a change in her life that wants to be from corporate to stay at home to stay at home back to work will resonate with taking the plunge, taking that first step forward and that first step moves to another step and your network grows and um, it's counting on your friends, family network and yourself and your experiences to move yourself forward. So that's the chapter that I wrote about. Thank you so much for sharing. It's, it, it must be like the toughest decision ever to leave a great paying job and really take a huge chance on, yeah. am I going to be successful? Is this going to work? Like, am I going to put my family in jeopardy? I mean, the stress of all of that alone is unbelievable. So the fact that you took that leap was fantastic and now being very successful with that is phenomenal so thank you for sharing I'm going to allow our other two authors that we have Maureen Bundes. thank you Maureen it's awesome to have you on okay Maria hi there hi Randy 
How are you? <laughs> I'm awesome, thank you. How about you? Good. So it's such a pleasure to have you. You're such a brilliant woman. Um, you have so many credentials. The, the, the list is so long and we can't even list it. But you are a doctor of natural medicine and you're many, many other things. But you are also a keynote around the world and you love to help people. And that's what I love about the Empowering Women to Succeed book is that all the people in the book, just like their number one thing is to help others. That is their main mission in life. They just want to share information and help others. And I want to thank you for being a part of that because you are such a strong personality when it comes to that topic. And not only that, you travel all over the world doing that, which is, which is great. And yes, Claudia does as well as a keynote, so it's phenomenal. So thank you for being here. And Maria, I won't tell your story. I'm going to let you tell your story. And, uh, and then we'll let everybody ask questions afterward. Go ahead and tell us your incredible story and what challenges you faced and how you're getting through those. Yes, let's, um, let's start with uh, the fact that I found the need of sharing my personal stories. Before I start saying my story, I, I relate myself to each and every one here listening. As um, in my life, I've always been that person that always thought it was um, I was not good enough. I wasn't giving enough. I wasn't doing enough. So, or I was not even being enough. And um, I recall it was a time of my life where I decided to go back to school, finish my studies, and I became a doctor of natural medicine, was very successful, and still am, I would say. There was a time, I'd say about five years ago, where, um, you know, God gave me a calling. Um, I woke up one morning, uh, getting ready to go to my clinics, and, you know, I, I go out to work, and... And, but something happened. I realized I was having a stroke. So my whole world had changed overnight. I ended up going to the hospital and therefore they realized there was not only a stroke, I also had an aneurysm embedded in an arteriovascular malformation and had to go for an emergency brain surgery. The end result obviously went well because I'm here. <laughs> But I did have complications, and those complications uh, changed my whole life completely. Um, I'm partially blind. I do have um, limitations in my mobility, a little bit of uh, weakness of the right side of my body, and short-term memory loss. So I do have a problem here, and getting myself back up, right? So um, it took me four months to get myself back together. And one thing was that um, getting off that deathbed is what I really, really truly realized what my true calling was, to, um, to inspire people to never quit, no matter what life throws at you. Yes, we may have those moments that are challenging. Yes, we do have hard times. But those are thrown at us to learn, to make decisions. And you see, when people make decisions, they make decisions out of the spur, those emotional charges that we have within us. So right in that moment when we're making those emotional charges uh, through our body travel, we get, um, let's say, put into a moment where we have to make serious decisions if we should give up or should we quit. And right there is where I made that decision while trying to get off my deathbed. I couldn't hear, I couldn't speak, I couldn't do things, but I was present to what was happening to myself. And I knew that if I was alive, there was a greater purpose for me. And, and if that greater purpose was real, I would have everything that I needed for me to survive and continue forward. And the first thing that I realized was my own self, my own willpower. 
And I was the one that was able with my own faith and willpower to get off that deathbed. No doctors, no physiotherapists, nobody could talk me into it except for me and myself. And that's where I've learned the power of the mind, the power of intention. Yes, there are a lot of books out there, but the best is when you are in your own self, in your own space, learning that. And I say I had had that blessing that not many people have with my near-death experience. And see, in this chapter, I, I detail every single part of that moment from the moment realizing I was having a stroke to coming out of the, let's say, the difficult, challenging moments and becoming who I am today that I, I, I actually deliver my message around the world. I, I, I've been a keynote, speakers, a keynote speaker around, and just recently I've been to Honolulu, Hawaii, um, and, and just, just to make people understand that we have the power within us. We're born as healers. And that was my discovery with my near-death experience. It was not the studies that I've had. Yes, they gave me the understanding of it, but it was that true experience that I've had. So it was important for me to understand how to deliver that message. And it was just living it, being in that space that allowed me to move forward. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to um, having you all in that book and, and, and seeing what each and every one of us have to say, so we all have great experiences, like Claudia, it's amazing what she's saying, and also Maureen, she's amazing in her book, in her, in her chapter, what she says is beyond, under, let's say, beyond what we actually have in our expectations in, in succeeding, we're just average people like everybody else, that we just found a way to make it happen, and this is what we suggest in our chapters, is how to make things happen, how to make things work. Myself, yes, I had health challenges. Yes, I am a survivor. But before that, I became also successful in, in, in my own business, opening four clinics. I did that my way, right? I had to learn how to do that. Nobody taught me that. And so what I do in this chapter, and together with all the other authors, is we share how we did that. And hopefully to, we are here to um, encounter you in our chapters. And and I'm open for any questions that you have. So thank you, Randy. Thank you, Maria. You have... Such an unbelievable story. The challenges that you have faced, most people don't ever see in a lifetime. So I'm so glad that you're here and you are able to fight to be here and you've won. <laughs> and you continue to win, you continue to fight and it's incredible. So thank you so much for sharing. Now Maureen, thank you so much for being on the call and for being in the book. You have an incredible story yourself. You've always excelled in everything that you do. You're an overachiever in everything, and I'm not going to tell your story, but you are a lawyer, you're into real estate, you are, I mean, you're brilliant as well. Everything that you do, you do to the 10th the degree. You know, you, you're just so incredible with everything. So I'm going to let you tell your story and tell us about the challenges that you faced and how you overcame those challenges and what the future seeks for you. Thanks so much for having me, Brandy. I, I guess I think there's some overachiever in all of us. And really what that is is being in control, is setting out, uh, your goals and working to achieve those. I was blessed when I was very young. I had 
decided I was going to be a lawyer. And so I did all the things to achieve that goal and was very successful. And so I had a, a very high degree of control in everything that I did. And I found an amazing husband and I had children and I really set out and did achieve all the goals that, that I thought would make me happy. That would include an amazing career, uh, working in mergers and acquisitions tax as a lawyer, and um, two children, I mean, the, the perfect family, the, the country club membership. But then it's sometimes, like Maria said, life just throws you a curveball. Mine, mine didn't come in, in the form of, uh, you know, of a, of a stroke, but I, I think it was more like what Claudia had experienced where I just kind of woke up one day and, and I realized that, you know, I wasn't happy that a lot of the problems that I had had, had in the course of my marriage, I, I really didn't think that I could live with those any longer. So... Uh, and, and it, at work, it, it seemed to be a case of, of working towards your goal, getting to the very top of that mountain, and then you realize that that you climbed the wrong mountain or you, 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 know, you scaled the wrong building. And it's hard to describe, but if any of you out there listening have had this feeling, then you'll really be able to relate because it's kind of like a heaviness. If I, if I could describe it physically, it's like, it's like a heavy feeling on your chest. It's kind of like a, um, and it's, it's, I don't know anything about depression, but I, I don't think it's like that. It's, it's just a, um, a feeling of uh, defeat because you're working so, so, so hard, but you, you just feel like throwing your hands up in the air and, and walking away. And so actually that's basically what I did. I, I decided that um, it was time to push the restart button and I had the confidence because once you build things in your life, you have a certain confidence that you can do it again or, or that you can make it right. So somehow out of the, you know, the, the deepest part of my soul, I, I just felt that if I, I had the confidence that if I pushed that restart button, that everything would work out, that everything would be okay. But when I did do that, I pushed the restart button, it, it wasn't easy. And I'm so happy I had that confidence because when your family and your colleagues and, and everyone are saying, are you crazy? What's wrong with you? You have everything. But inside, you know, you know, it's wrong. It's not what I was meant to be, what I was meant to do. I'm not fulfilling my purpose in the world. Um, you know, the reason why I was put on this earth, it just doesn't feel right. And I think the mistake that some people make is you just try to numb that feeling. And so you, you know, you, you watch uh, TV or you eat. And, and I was definitely guilty of eating because I had yeah, uh, I was I was on this cycle. I was either eating or you know doing triathlons. <laughs> so you get into this rut where you're you're trying to numb those loud voices that are saying something's wrong. You, you're not you're not fulfilling your purpose here. You're not doing what you were meant to be doing. So I had just gotten through that and uh, just 
made these decisions despite the fact that I had absolutely no support. So, I mean, in a way, that's a calling because I'm here to support you. Uh, if you have a uh, a feeling that that something's not right, and some of the uh, some of the symptoms of that are being overweight, um, being unhappy, maybe depression, or maybe you don't have a, a good circle of friends. I had no friends. I mean, is that weird that I, I had the perfect life from a career and family perspective, but I didn't have any close girlfriends. And then when I went through the, the restart phase, then all of a sudden I attracted these amazing, amazing women and um, that I got close to, that I was, uh, I was able to count on them uh, and they were there to support me and me to support them. And, and Randy, I, I you know, definitely consider you one of, of those friends. And, um, and so it's so important to have friends to help you through this. So that's why I'm here to help you. You're, you're so incredible, Maureen. <laughs> you've had such a life journey. I mean, you've had some such wonderful things, and people might say, okay, so what's the problem, right? Yeah. They might look at that and say, okay, well, you're successful in your business. You've had successful relationships. You've had successful hobbies. You've had successful um, fitness ventures. You've had so many successful things in your life, you know, what's the problem? So I'm actually going to go to the questions now and thank you for sharing, Maureen. I'm going to start with you since we have you on the phone, okay. uh, so on the hangout. And you look gorgeous, by the way, <laughs> I have to tell you. Um, Having so much success in your life, and a lot of people are going to resonate with this because they're going to say, well, who's going to think I have a story, and who's going to think I have something to share, or how am I going to help anybody if I've been, and I'm not saying you're privileged, but if, you know, if somebody in the audience is thinking, well, I've led, led a privileged life, I've had everything that I wanted to have, I've, I've had the money I needed, I've had the friends I needed, I've had the people around me, you know, I don't have a story. Every single individual ends up having some kind of an emptiness or some kind of void that they have in themselves that others may not understand unless they're in the same situation as you and say, okay, well, if you have everything, then what's missing? What that is, um, you know, and I'm not putting you in the position where you have everything that you want and, and you know, and you were this little princess because that's not the case, but you had a lot of things in life and you've achieved a lot of things in life that most people don't do. And one, they may not have the opportunity to or they don't create the opportunity to, right? Or they don't even make the effort. And you've done all of that. Can you tell us what those feelings are? Like some of those feelings that you've embraced, some of the feelings that you've challenged, some of them that you've had to overcome and why you think maybe you've had some of the void feelings where you felt like, am, am I doing this for me? Am I doing this for somebody else? What do I really want? What am I really passionate about? And how you find those things. Can you delve into that a little bit? Sure. I think that we make the mistake of trying to compartmentalize everything and, and trying to live a static life. What I mean is, I mean, static life is, like I said, I made a goal and then I work towards that goal. But 
what we don't realize is that a relationship, so a relationship with your spouse, with your partner, it's not static. It's, um, you have to work on that relationship every single day in order to have a successful relationship. And then in the career aspect, I made a goal for a, a certain career as a tax lawyer, but what I didn't realize is that I made that goal when I was 10 years old and I'm a different person now and I feel much more in touch with my, my gifts, not as a tax lawyer, but as a person. So now my business is, um, I, I help small business owners with, with tax and, and individuals with tax, and but more so with law in general. The, the tax lawyer part, what I found was I was just helping big companies save taxes. And when I turned 40, I just realized what a meaningless existence I had. So I think that's part of it is getting out of the static and getting into the dynamic because that's where you can really live your purpose and, and you can work on the things that you want, not from a achievement perspective, but from a, a, and I'm thinking in the relationship, from a like give and take perspective because all relationships are about give and take. Absolutely. Totally agree with you. And thank you for sharing that. Yeah, taking the successes that you have and then being able to help others is probably the best gift <laughs> that you can give people and share with people. So thank you for for taking that on and being that person because you do have a lot to share with people. And, um, you know, and at the end of this, we'll give you guys contacts for each of our authors. So if you do want to get a hold of them directly, uh, they can definitely help you in their specific fields of expertise and, and they have such a wide range so I know we can help so many of you out there it's incredible so thank you Maureen. Maria I wanted to ask you you have had so many challenges in your life and you still continue to have those challenges how is it that you pull through every single day? Like, what is it that you turn to? Is What is it that you do to cope every day, to get through every day with your challenges? Because there's a lot of people out there who have challenges as well. They may not be the same ones as yours, but we're all facing challenges. And there might be something that you can, you know, a nugget of information that you can give them that would help them to get through their own issues or challenges that they face every day. You know, just something that they may not have thought of that you do all the time that comes naturally for you and second nature, but not necessarily something someone else would think about. Because I know you do a lot of things. Would you mind sharing some of that with us? Sure, absolutely. Well, first thing, um, well, I'll tell you what a day looks for me, okay? Um, I first thing I do when I wake in the morning, uh, I don't jump out of bed. I stay in gratitude that I, I'm awake. I got up this morning, I'm awake, and so I stay in the moment of gratitude. Now some people meditate, some people just, you know, have their moment that they're alone with themselves, but that is what I recommend is have that long time moment. And for me, it's the first thing in the morning. When I wake up in the morning, I open my eyes and I thank God that I'm awake, that I have an amazing day in front of me. 
and I thank for everything that I have and everything that I will receive. And, and the first thing I ask is in whose life I can make a difference today. So every day I wake up with that intention in helping people and, and making a difference in other people's lives. And how is it that I can do that? Now, yes, I may have challenges in seeing, but I've learned how to see beyond sight. So what I do is I, I train my mind, I train my brain to do what I used to do before in a different way than we usually do it. Like people get for granted, you wake up in the morning and you can see yourself in the mirror. If I see my reality, I only see 35% of myself in the mirror. But what I see is someone that has a lot of potential, that has a lot to give. Because of the gifts that I've been given, and that's the first thing is life. I see with, with a different point of view, let's call it that way, okay? Um, my perception is different than other people's perceptions. I've learned how to use my feet as, as my eyes. I've learned how to use my hands, my fingers to touch things and feel things. I've learned how to communicate in a different way. Like before I would have to think about what to say, today I just say it. I just speak out of my heart. And yes, to get around places, well, yeah, maybe I was used to driving. I used to get in my car and I would go do my shopping, I would go to my clinics, I could go from all four clinics in one day, no problem. Today I, I just sit back and I say, hey, you know what? I don't need to go to four clinics. I shut them all down. And I only have one and I work from home. I don't need to go out. And if I do have to go somewhere, I just, you know, call a taxi or mobility transit or whatever it is that I have available. And actually, I have to say the truth. It feels good to have someone to drive you around everywhere you have to go. And it feels nice when you're traveling, you have a priority seating, right? And you're on the bus, they see you with the white cane. And everybody gets up to let you sit down. I said, oh, that's for me. <laughs> like really like it, it makes me feel good right and so not everything is is I would say it's not a negative thing I didn't say it is a negative way okay um, I, I don't say it as, as, as something that uh, or perceive it as something that is negative to me for me I see that I see it as a gift I've actually have enhanced my my skills that I've had before also, but I, I, I see beyond other things that people see. And I listen beyond hearing. If someone is talking to me, I've learned that they're not talking. It's not the words that they're saying. It's the energetic charge that goes within those words, and I'm listening to what they're saying. Okay, so when that happens, is that's when I, my whole being gets involved into understanding how I can make a difference in that person's life. So it's every time I have someone that comes to me and asks me something, I don't tell them, okay, just, you know, I don't focus only on what they're saying. I ask them, just tell me the whole story. Because we all have stories in our lives, and we're all stuck in that whirlpool right there, in that, that energetic field of that story that we bring always into our present moment, could be from our past, that we decide to bring it here into our present moment and we know what we can do in our future. So this is where I've decided to not let, let's call them disabilities, but I don't want to call them disabilities. I call them gifts. I don't want them to limit me. And I've made that decision because life is all about a choice. Whatever choice you make, whatever decision you make, that's what makes you. Okay? So I've chosen, yes, I am sight impaired, but I still continue living. 
and I can give more than other people can because I see other more than other people because I need to feel people in order for me to see them you see when you have that experience maybe I can encourage you to do this at home it's like a little exercise okay like blindfold yourself and try walking around your home and try walking around things and try fixing things around and try even touching your your children or your, your your spouse try touching them and feeling them with your head with your eyes blindfolded you will have a whole different perception of who their true being are now I will explain this with an example okay very simple let's say that you are in a moment okay where you, you don't know exactly where you're going Okay, so I believe that out there there's people that have felt lost, right? You're in the car, you, you don't know where you're going. Let's say that you're going somewhere, you don't know where you're going, okay? But somehow, some way, you find your way. You always had your way home. Some way, somehow, you find your way home. Now, that's what we have, is direction. We have our inner compass, let's call it that way, that gives us a direction. And we choose to follow it or not follow it. So this is what I was meaning about choice and meaning how to perceive things and how to be deep in perception is to touch things and feel things that give you direction, the true direction and who you really need to be with the people that are around you because that's what we're called. We're called human beings. So we need to be. So the only way to be is to start taking away a few senses and enhance something else. So I, I, I've experienced people in different ways which I can help you do that by, by a simple exercise that would be simply just blindfolding yourself and talk to people while you're blindfolded. You can hear different things, you can hear different sounds, you can hear even the emotions that they have in their voice. You know, for those that are parents out there, okay, you can tell when a child is troubled, even if they don't tell you that they're troubled, there's something going on, you can tell. Because of that connection that is between a mother and a child, Okay, your child can be like 25, 26 years old. Like my daughter, she's 25. She's living another, uh, like in Milton away, and I can sense that she's not well. Now, it doesn't mean that I am super skilled. It's because we are connected as human beings because we are being connected with other people, and that's the first way that we communicate with people is through our connection in our own beings. Okay, in our own energetic fields. Right? That's the first way. Like even standing up in line in, in a grocery store, you can perceive if other people have bad attitudes or not. You can feel uncomfortable when someone is around you. I, I agree that we, we have had that. I, I mean, maybe out there you agree with me too, that you, you, you feel someone beside you, you don't feel good with them. They didn't even, probably didn't even speak to you, but you still don't feel good. You feel uncomfortable, right? And that's the first way of communication that we have. And when you have a, a loss of of one of the senses, that part of communication gets enhanced. You communicate on a higher frequency, on a higher level, where you can understand at a deeper level whoever is in front of you, in whatever scenario is presented to you. Okay, so hopefully I gave a good explanation on how I perceive things and, and encourage you to, to do the same. Thank you so much, Maria. Like, you're such a wealth of information. It's incredible that uh, you're able to share all of that with us and that you have challenges every day but when we sit here and look at you we think 
you know, you're wonderful. There's nothing wrong. There's, you know, like nobody can see inside what's really going on. So I really appreciate that you're so open to sharing all of this because I know there's people watching and listening to this that are really taking in what you're saying, right? Um, you know, and, and how your day goes and, and what you have to do and some of the challenges. So thank you for sharing what you do to help yourself and, uh, and to overcome. So thank you so much. Welcome. Claudia, we're going to go over to you. Claudia, you, you left the corporate world. You took on this big chance not knowing what was going to go on. And the, the financial stress that comes with all of that is phenomenal. And I said this before, but you don't know what the next steps are. And I know there's so many people watching that have come from the corporate world who made some great money, but their heart wasn't there and they just weren't happy and they wanted to leave and pursue their dreams. And you know, so there's an emotional stress with that, a financial stress with that, there's stress on the family with that. So I wanted to know from you, what did you do to overcome those things? Because this could help so many people out there, where, because you've been there and done that. So what did you do to overcome the financial stresses, the emotional stresses, you know, the family saying, okay, like, what are you going to be doing now? <laughs> you know, like, come on, woman, you got to make money. Maybe you need to go back to that corporate job. And I'm not saying that that's what your family did, but I know families out there would be doing the same thing going, okay, we had this comfortable life. Now what? <laughs> right? Can you share some of how you get through some of those challenges? I didn't quit my job cold turkey. Uh, it was it was a gradual building up of unhappiness of what I was doing, and it was then the understanding, as Maureen said, the understanding that you're just not happy with what you're what you're doing in life, and life is too short. It wasn't quitting cold turkey. It wasn't going into the office one Monday morning and going. Bye, see ya, without a nest egg and a plan. So I, I am a planner in life. I, I have always had a plan to be in corporate world, and I met that plan. And then when I realized that I wasn't unhappy, I had a plan on how to get out and make sure I had enough nest egg for six months or so financially to be comfortable. Now, the other thing about being comfortable and you're making choices in life is how much do we really need? in our world to survive and to be comfortable. So your definition of comfort might be different than my definition of comfort. For instance, I did leave the corporate world, left the car allowances, left the benefit package, etc. and I now drive a 2002 Honda Civic. <laughs> but I don't care. Like it, those types of things to me don't really matter all that much. What matters to me at the time, I was being present in my family's life, and I was taken away 15 out of 30 days on a plane, going somewhere else for someone else's agenda. To me, that outweighed the comforts of having a new car, a new BMW or a Lexus or whatever your luxury item is. And I think when I decided to leave the corporate world and to pursue what I didn't actually know it was my next chapter in life, it sort of came to me as I allowed the feelings to... Um, go through me, unwind, and acknowledge and deep inside that I wanted to do something different. When I was able to quiet my life after leaving my job 
every single solitary day and working 15 hours a day, plus having a family, when I was able to quiet my life then, the next chapter came to me. And then the opportunity when my now business partner and I discussed creating a business together, it it opened up and I was, it, the opportunity, I allowed myself to hear that opportunity, see that opportunity, envision the opportunity. So if that opportunity had not happened within six months and the money was kind of drying up, perhaps I would have gone back to another job that was a better fit for my lifestyle. Um, and I think I still would have ended up where I am today being a business owner and an entrepreneur myself because as Maureen said, um, I am also a type A. Uh, at the same time, I want to control the things that I can control and have a positive outcome in life and affect other people with my outcome. So when I'm speaking on stage, I, I like to come up, get across to people that it's baby steps forward and it's sometimes two steps back, three steps forward, but it's always moving forward to a general direction of where you want to be. And I, I strongly believe that you can't have a, have a destination, a happiness in life without having a goal in mind and working towards that goal. And little teeny tiny steps to get there is kind of what counts. So I'm, I certainly don't regret what I've done at all. I love it, Claudia. Thank you. Thank you for, for sharing with us some of that because I know it can be so challenging and, and scary, you know, really scary. But when you are that determined to go after your dream, you're going to succeed. No matter what. It's going to take a little time, yes, but you're going to succeed. You know, if you want it that badly, That's you right. will have it, definitely. So thank you. Thank you for I do want to say that, oh, you're very welcome. But one of the things that both Lori and Maria have said, um, and I just want to reiterate, is I think you get to a certain stage in life where you sort of understand that this is the next step that you need to do and what you want to do next to, to move forward. Um, we, I don't think we have that in our 20s. We started, started getting it in our 30s, but as you're getting into your 40s, you what I call sinking into yourself. You sink into your possibilities and your, you become who you are. And if you can acknowledge that and just move forward with your, um, with your strengths, acknowledging your challenges or weaknesses, pushing them aside, and acknowledging your strengths, then I think that's um, that's certainly what I think a lot of the people in the book have come across. It's the same um, get up and go and just do it attitude. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, I did totally agree with you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing, Claudia. Maureen, you've had so much success, but there's emotions that come with that success and you know am I doing it for myself am I doing it for somebody else who am I doing this for is this really what I'm passionate about can you tell us a little bit about how you deal with those feelings and what would you suggest to other people who might be going through the same thing how they can overcome so that they can go after their passion can you give us a little insight on and how you deal with those feelings and then how you determine a change or, or how you make a shift in the mindset there. Okay, I think you, you really need to get in tune with yourself. It, it's simple things like uh, walking on a beach. It, it's going to be something different for everyone. I know some people really connect with nature when they're in a forest or you know everyone's gonna have something different for me it's a beach I need to be on a beach and then everything all of a sudden just seems really clear about what I need to do and so after I push the restart button 
it took me two years to figure out what my new definition of success could potentially look like. Um, again, going back to what I said, success is never going to be static. It's going to be dynamic, so it's going to change all the time. So what's successful for you last year isn't going to be in two years' time. But you really, and I, I think this is where Maria is, um, you know, maybe uh, more evolved than some of us in that it's getting in tune with yourself. And, and Maria, I definitely want to do, um, I, I do meditate in the morning, but I think asking those questions that you were asking, like just how can I serve today, who can I serve today, um, you really have to get in touch with your, your greater purpose. So you have to get in touch with, you know, every, everyone has their own spiritual outlook, but I think it's getting in touch with that connectivity that we all belong to. <laughs> I'm not going to say God, I'm not going to say, you know, whatever, but it's getting in touch with, with that and, and how, how you're connecting to others. You know, that's, that's what you really need to do. And, and here's the thing, like I'm, I'm, it, it took me 40 years to figure out that I need to start listening to within and into the greater connectivity. But what I'm finding is that because my two daughters, uh, one's 21 and 21, one's 24, they've been really close at hand with me in this journey. And some of the things that they say just blows me away because I think that they've benefited from my journey and they're much more evolved than a normal woman, young woman their age. So they learn, they pick these things up. And, and so our daughters will. I don't have sons, but I'm, I'm sure for those of you who have sons, I'm sure they will as well. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And, you know, being someone who has four boys, <laughs> uh, you know, yes, they will all come into their own. And, of course, every child has a different personality, but you're so lucky to have your girls who are right behind you and right with you, who are there to grow with you. Like they get the benefit of experience or growth 20 years before they would ever experience it themselves, right? <laughs> Not to say that they'd have to wait till 40 because a lot of people do that sooner, but, you know, uh, and I didn't until I was 40 either, so <laughs> I'm with you, Marie. <laughs> Something about that, yeah, yeah, and, and, and keep in mind, like, they, I, I said they were with me all the way, but but it, we didn't have the relationship that we had today, like, man, that, that takes a lot of work. I, I think, you know, people, just on relationships for a second, like, people think, oh, it, it's either, you're either going to sink or you're not, no, like you, you really gotta um, figure this relationship thing out. Whether it's your daughters or your sons or your spouse or your colleagues or whoever it is, you you really gotta work on yourself and how you communicate. Oh yeah, it is so important for every single thing you do in your life, and it's so nice to hear that you have that great relationship with the with the girls, the ladies, the women. <laughs> now <laughs> I do. <older> now, <laughs> you know, I don't want to offend anybody, but um, yeah, it's it's so important. First of all, to have that great relationship with them, and then be able to take that elsewhere, right? With your extended family, with your business partners, your business associates. Uh, any potential clients or just people you network with, 
definitely creating those bonds and and being able to have the mindset to share and to give. So thank you, Maureen, because that's phenomenal. I know you've made a huge shift in your mindset and your life and uh, and and how you go after things in this world. And I really look up to you. So thank you. <laughs> wow, thanks, Randy. I wanted to ask uh, Maria. You've spoken all over the world, you know, and you've shared your information. Can you tell us a little bit about what it is you teach when you're keynoting um, and maybe a couple places that you've traveled that you've found most interesting to you? Well, what I preach, let's call it preaching, <laughs> is uh, nothing more than empowering people for the, from themselves. Like the topics that I, that I speak about is understanding the power of your brain and of your mind. And um, I actually... Um, I'm a firm believer and the living testament that uh, our brain can heal and we can heal ourselves. And that's the topic that I speak about, that, that we are the power of ourselves. And um, what is important is the understanding of how to get in touch with that source that we have inside. You see, this is what I, I, I make people understand, okay? Science has proven, we've studied in school, that we're made of energy. Okay, everything that around us is energy. Einstein has proven, and you will you will agree with that, right? So we are made of energy, and not only we're made of energy. This vibration that this energy has is a way of communicating, as what I was saying before, right? And the first level of communication is the level of communication with the self. If the body has a symptom, it means it's telling you something. The most times we have symptoms and yeah we may say let's say even digestive problems very simple something like that let's say that you don't digest properly fried foods like everybody has that problem but I'm just getting an example alright so we don't digest properly some certain foods and let's say that um, you start having stomach ache and you start having you know irritable bowel and stuff like that that kind of bothers you those symptoms what we do we're trying to find um, a remedy that may be medication or maybe herbal or maybe whatever to subside the symptom. Now what I teach is to listen to the symptom. This is what I teach in my courses and this is what I teach in my, in my, in, when I'm a keynote speaker is I teach you how to listen to the symptom at a deeper level. And that's where I say before, what I mentioned before, how to get in touch with the self. So if that stomach is talking to you, it's telling you, listen, I'm not settled. That means something in your life is not settled. You're not settled with anything that's going on. You may think you are, but there's something that's bothering you that you may have pushed behind. Okay, let's just forget about it. It's not meant for me to do it, not meant for me to be, not meant for me to have, okay? Because it's too complicated. It's whatever excuse you may find because they are all excuses, <laughs> all right? So you make that decision, forget about it. It's not, I'm not, it's not meant for me to have. Okay, or not meant for me to be, but that actually talks to your to your body. It actually that energy charge, that energetic charge that is in your, inside your body, it starts attacking inside and starts attaching to itself, or maybe to the kidneys, or maybe to the liver, or maybe to let's say you have anger, it attaches to the liver, right? Anger attaches to the liver, and therefore you have a difficult time processing heavy foods. Okay, so your liver is not processing properly. 
all right or or you, you may have the 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 synthesis of 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 medication for example that you, you've always been taking let's say an aspirin and now it's giving you allergy reaction or or intolerance well it's because your liver is over fatigued right now because of emotional charges that it's stored in it so before you you go into a remedy analyze talk to your organs talk to that that symptom ask it what's going on why do I have the stomach ache? And in fact, in your subconscious mind, it's the first thing you ask yourself. When you have a headache, oh gosh, I have a headache. Why do I have a headache? You do that automatically. We do that instantly. But then we get it out of our heads. Right away, we try to find a remedy because the headache is hurting you. Okay, the headache is bothering you. And, and you're trying to find, okay, let me take a couple of Advils, right? And you just move on. But that is a form of communication that our body does, and, and this is what I teach. I teach you how to listen to that and how to give it a meaning to it so that you can have an instant healing and actually prevent it from coming back. It, it, it's five years that I live with migraines since I've had my cranium uh, opened, and uh, I have three holes in my cranium. Now, I am very sensitive to the weather, so if it rains, I have a migraine. If it's hot, I have a migraine. If it's cold, I have a migraine. If the weather is iffy, I have a migraine. So every day I have migraines. I wake up in the morning and I go to sleep with migraines. So what am I supposed to do, shoot myself? <laughs> it's like, no. I ask myself, what is causing me the migraine? And I learn how to cope with that migraine to the point that I am in control of my life, not my migraine. And that's what I teach. I, I teach you how to master any type of pain that you have in your body so that you can be in control of that pain. And therefore, that pain will subside on its own once you address the cause of that pain. Thank you. Now, I really appreciate that. That's um, incredible insight into how the mind can control different ailments that we have in our body. And I apologize for having to interject, but I want to get through one more question, and then I want you guys to be able to give your contact websites so that people can get in touch with you. Um, so let me just go to one more quick question, and then we will get to the websites. And people, feel free to contact Claudia Maria or Maureen directly. I know they would love to help you and love to talk to you if you are in need. But Claudia... Uh, you as well are talking all over the world and have decided to teach people and share your information with them and, and really help people. Um, can you just quickly tell us a little bit about the information that you share around the world? Um, what, what I like to help people with in any walk of life, male, female, young, old, doesn't matter, is how to influence people. Because I come from, like, I'm, I, you can't probably tell on this uh, Google Hangout, but I'm a relatively small person, <laughs> um, and I come from a man's world. I was in finance and um, insurance background when I was in my corporate life, and I basically slayed a dragon in Dragon's Den. So it's how to influence people, and it's not your size that matters. It's not your age. It's not your, um, it's not who you are. It's what you say. It's how you come across. That matters and that's what I like to help people understand is how to influence people to a positive impact to the way that you want to be treated and the way that you want a positive impact and outcome to happen so I talk about the goal setting the understanding the motivational mindset that you have what it takes um, that that if you want to influence people how to approach them how to understand the personalities that you're meeting with how to do your follow-up how to do perfect 
presentation or a pitch, no matter who it's to, a bank manager, a sales force, a customer, um, your kids even, just anybody that you have to influence in life. And it's about how you do that and how you come across and it's becoming a basically master of influence. It's overcoming fears that you can have what it takes to move yourself forward in your dreams and goals and wishes in life. That you are important to this world and people around you. So and, and getting that across and getting rid of that negative little voice inside your head and turning up the volume on the positive in your head. And um, that's the that's what you need to concentrate on and, and uh, empower yourself to do. Um, and that's what I help people with and I love helping people with that. Thank you. Well, thank you for helping people with that and thank you for sharing that because that's awesome. So I'm just going to go through each one of you. If you can tell the audience what website to go to in order to find you, just tell them the website and then spell it for them so they have the correct spelling. Claudia, go ahead. Um, my website is extremely, extremely easy. It's uh, ClaudiaHarvey.com. So C-L-A-U-D-I-A-H-A-R-V-E-Y, like the burger, dot com. Very simple. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. And uh, Maureen, where can they find you? It's easy. MaureenTabucci.com. M-A-U-R-E-E-N-T. A B U C H I dot com. Awesome. Thank you. And Maria, where can they get a hold of you? My website is omnaturalhealing.com and it's spelled O H M natural N A T U R A L healing H E A L I N G dot com. Awesome. Thank you so much, ladies. I so appreciate it. I know our audience appreciates as well you guys sharing all this great information. And I will be sharing a link where you can watch this video. So I'll help you guys see it again. <laughs> see all your wonderful faces. Hear this great information. And please stay tuned. We're going to do another authors hang out with some of our other authors from volume one empowering women to succeed tough times don't last but tough women do including one man and uh, that'll be at 10 a.m. on August the 18th stay tuned for a link and we will see you then thank you again ladies you're incredible Thank you for listening to the Empowerment Radio Show. Want more empowerment from Randy Goodman? Stay up to date and follow Randy on Twitter at Randy Connects. That's Randy with an I. Remember to use hashtag EWTS, which is short for Empowering Women to Succeed. Or visit TorontoWomensExpo.com.